0: says amen and amen. Today for the time that's mine, I want to preach from the subject when you have crossed the line. When you have crossed the line. Among all the exciting things that I experienced, all the exciting experience I had on my recent trip to Trinidad. One sentence got etched in my mind. I have not been able to let it go, and the Holy Spirit just been cooking it in my spirit. Here we go. We were in a turning lane at a stoplight at one of the two major highways in Trinidad. The traffic lights were on red. The driver But the car in front of me jumped out of her car, ran back towards my pickup truck, and signaled to me that I needed to back up and let her back up as well. (sighs) And these are the words that she said to me. I have crossed the line, and the red light won't change to green if I don't back up. I say to you again, she said, I have crossed the line and the red light won't change to green if I don't back up. For the safety of all drivers and passengers, the system is so set at that traffic light that if you cross the line where the vehicles are supposed to stop, you know, you got the little white line in the street right there. It is set where if you cross the line, The light will not turn green anymore. It stays on red. The light will stick on red and you will not get a green light until you back up. No, Reverend Nita preached to y'all happy a couple weeks ago from this same passage of scripture. But when I listened to her message, I kept hearing the words of that female driver in that car on that highway. If I've crossed the line and I can't go forward until I back up. The younger son in the story had crossed the line and he could not go forward until he backed up he did something wrong y'all and he had to back up in order to go forward he crossed the line when he asked his father to give him one third share of his father's inheritance before his father was deceased the practice was that the younger son got one third of the father's inheritance upon the demise of the father but the young boy was in such a hurry get out of his father's house that he asked his father to give him his share of the inheritance before his father was even dead. He crossed the line, y'all, when he decided to waste his money on acting like a freak while he was the son of a faithful father. Homeboy got out there and everything that he could pay for. Whoa, you know, it's one thing to have fun and you're broke, (laughs) but it's another thing when you got a whole lot of money in your pocket and you're about to freak it all week long. Homeboy had a lot of money and he had a lot of fun, but he crossed the line when he wasted his money on acting like a freak while being the son of a faithful father. He crossed the line when, as a Jew, he was willing to live like a pig in a pig pen rather than as a prince in his father's palace. He crossed the line. The Bible, y'all, the Bible, not Pastor Espinosa, the Bible says in verse 17, but when he came to himself, Oh, I like that. It's one thing for you to cross the line. But it's another thing for you to come to your senses. Come on, y'all. He, uh, he came to his senses. That's what the Bible says. He came to his senses, and he said, "How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, but I perish with hunger here in this big bend. The words literally mean he came to his senses. He found his mind. He sobered up. Come on, y'all. He got woke. He realized that he. Crossed a line. And he had to back it up. Because he could not go forward. All of us up in here. Have crossed. A line. Ain't there one of us in here. Innocent. Of having crossed. A line. That we know. We had no business crossing come on y'all you ain't got to confess you just got to admit it with a little hand clap we have all crossed lines we had no business crossing we've done things we had no business doing we developed addictions we had no business engaging in spent money on people we had no business spending money on been with folks we had no business being with we sinned with folks We had no business sinning with. It wasn't even worth the cost of the text for the hookup. Come on, y'all. God have mercy on us because we have all crossed some lines that we had no business. You can act like you're a saint up in here this morning. Amen. Smiling all wonderful, looking good. But if we searched your history, all of us have crossed some lines that we ain't had no business crossing. You praying right now that certain people don't get dementia and start talking your business. You got friends that you don't want them to get drunk. Come on among company. Come on, y'all. It's one thing if they drunk by themselves, but if they drunk and you got company and they start running their mouth, you are like, shut the front door. curse your mouth. All of us have crossed some lines that we had no business crossing. The question is, have you realized that you have crossed a line and you can't go forward until you back it up? Just like that woman had to tell me, Sir, you got to back it up because ain't none of us going forward because that light won't change unless you let me back it up you're gonna get it in a minute come on y'all that's all some people need somebody compassionate enough to let them back it up come on y'all I could have had an attitude by that traffic light and said, I ain't moving. Come on. But if I did not let sister girl back her car up, I would have been stuck at the light and can't go forward. What goes without being said in this Bible story is the role, the famine, the role of the famine in making the younger son back up. Come on, y'all. The boy's biggest problem was not that he had wasted all of his money and became penniless. No. The boy's larger problem was that he was not prepared to handle the famine that came into his life when he had crossed the line. Come on, y'all. <sighs> What's often forgotten in this story is that the famine, it is the famine that triggered the boy's downward spiral and eventually backing up and return to his father's house. We can talk all we want to about folks who have crossed the line and find themselves in the peak pens of life. But let a famine come to your life and let's see how you survive. everybody's famine ain't the same. Come on, y'all. Everybody's famine is not the same. But when when a famine comes your way, everything dries up. Come on. You can't move. You get stuck. Come on. When a famine comes, uh, uh, your hunger gets to be so much for you to handle. You're, you're hungry for stuff. You want stuff. And you can't get it. Why? Because you have crossed a line. Uh, and the options have dried up. That's what famine do. Famines dry up your options so that when you cross the line, you have no options. The girl crossed the line, and if she did not back up, she could not go forward. For many of us, we have crossed the line, and just about the time we crossed the line, a famine came. It's one thing to cross the line and you got options. (laughs) It's one thing when you got money to clean up your mess. Come on, y'all. It's one thing when you can afford to go to therapy for the mess that you made in the marriage. Come on, y'all. But it's a whole different story when you cross the line and you have no resources available to fix the mess that you have created by crossing the line when the famine comes uh, uh, you get thirsty and you can't quench it come on y'all you you need something to to wet your parched soul that's how you know you have crossed the line you are out there come on my god and you you can't quite figure out how to get back To a place where you're not thirsty, where you're not hungry, where you're not, oh, God, feeling isolated. Oh, when you're across the line and you got caught in a famine. You have no option but to back that thing up famine causes your faith to fade and fear to rise. When you're in the midst of a famine, you don't know how you're going to get out of the trouble you're in. Come on, y'all. Your fear keep you up more than your faith keep you grounded. Come on. You cry more about the uncertainties of your life than you chart a course forward. I'm trying to help somebody in here today who have crossed the line. Come on. And just When you cross the line, the famine came. No options. No water. No food. No resources. And I've been scared ever since. Come on, my God. Ah, but there's something to be said about backing it up, about coming to your senses, about saying, I got a father. I got a God. Come on, my God, that I can go back to him oh, when I mess up, when I jack up my stuff. Come on, y'all. There's something to be said when you find your own mind. Come on, my God. what's complicated about backing it up is that the people behind you are not willing to back up themselves and let you back up. I'm going to say it to you again. Uh, It's one thing when you cross the line, (laughs) my God, and you have no options. You can't go forward, so you decide I'm gonna have to back this thing up. But the people behind you got an attitude <laughs> about you backing up. I'm trying to help you see the thing. Uh, they got an attitude because they have to inconvenience themselves and back up for you to back up. Oh, God, I, I had to. I, I'm, I'm still in the text, I'm still in the text, Brother Cedric. I, I'm still in the text, the elder brother. Was not happy about the younger brother returning home. Come on, that's what Reverend Nita got you all on last week, amen. Talking about the new members that are coming in and they got this all these different stuff, and then your old members picking your teeth, looking at them, trying to see, Oh God, where are all of them coming from? And they so different, Lord have mercy. God. But you got to back it up. Come on, big brother. You got to back it up. The elder brother in this Bible story can be a representation of the Pharisees and the scribes at the beginning of the chapter. They represent organized religion that disenfranchised marginalized people. They represent the conservative right Those who use Bible verses in the name of God to do their evil deed against God's people. They represent those with embedded theology. Those who refuse to change their behavior in the face of the changes that God is making in the world today. They are the gatekeepers of tradition. Traditions who have kept lost folk from finding a new relationship with God. That's who they represent, these Pharisees and the scribes. They are the elder brother who did not wrong. The young young man wanted to back it up. His older brother is ticked off, copping an attitude called a younger brother, uh, he done turned around and decided to come back. You would think that the elder brother, because he have been around the longest, know the father the best. But you're going to be around the longest and still not know who the father is. Because if you know the father, you're going to act like the father. And the father is happy that the son is coming home, but the brother got an attitude. The brother, in a strange kind of way, uh, had crossed the line. <laughs> not, not just the younger brother, oldest, but the older brother. Everybody can see that the younger brother had crossed the line, but the older brother crossed the line as well. Why? He refused to back up and make room for his younger brother to back up as well. When you decide to spend your energy putting folks in hell rather than pulling them back from here, you have crossed a line when you decide that you got a hell to put folk in rather than a heaven to point them to you have crossed a line when you decide that women cannot be in ministry because they are inferior creatures of God you have crossed a line When you got teenagers in church and the teenage girl gets pregnant and you penalize the girl, but act like if she had immaculate conception and just got pregnant all by herself you have crossed a line come on y'all when 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 people come to church and they look oh my god a little tattered, a little worn and you begin to cop an attitude because this person who don't smell as good as you smell oh my god when you treat them like trash you have crossed Align. When you give adulterers and fornicators, when you give them a pass, but you won't give the brothers and the sisters whose sexual orientation is different from ours, Come on, when you won't give them a pass, come on, but to give the, ah, you have crossed a line, and you need to back it up. When you treat ex-felons like they are convicts for life. Come on, you have crossed a line when you treat homeless people like if they have never had a home you have crossed the line when you treat immigrants, my God, as though they are terrorists you have crossed a line you've crossed the line. When you label people who come from what our president calls the shithole countries of the world as though their minds are inferior and they are prone to violence, you have crossed a line. And since you've crossed a line, then you also want to cross a line and call those rich folks who paid for their children to go to college. In slots that deserving poor children should have been in. You have crossed the line. Come on now. You cross the line when you separate children from their parents. You cross the line. You have. And my brother crossed the line too. I don't care if he's a part of the LGBT community. But you cross a line when you fabricate sexual assault on your life. You set the whole movement back across the line you deceived the community you deceived people who were willing to stand with you in your struggle you have crossed a line and you need to back up cause ain't none of us going forward that's what Lent is about backing it up Backing it up. Not that other kind of backing up, y'all. We're talking about turning around. Let me, let me, remember getting down to the end of the sermon now. Turn around. Because if you say, mm, back it up might get us in trouble. Some of you are like, turn around. Turn around. We call it in the old church, repentance. <laughs> Change your mind. The Bible says he came to his senses. Listen to me, y'all. Backing it up, turning around, repenting, ah, it's a necessity for moving forward. You, you can't go forward. Some of you are all stuck. You can't move because you won't, back it up, you won't repent. Eh, Repentance is not just godly sorrow. Uh, Many of you, like many of us, have been to altars before. Uh-huh. We went to the altar. We cried and we prayed. And we cried and we prayed. And you're, you're just there. And you're there. Uh, we cried and we prayed at the altar. Amen. The tears flowed. Uh, the emotions flowed in that right, our teen. Hey we were at the altar. But what did not change was our mind. Oh, God, uh, there is no true repentance until your mind changes. Because if you don't change your mind, oh, my God, emotions can trip every day. I feel guilty today and happy tomorrow. I feel bad about what I did today. Oh, my God, I feel good about it tomorrow. Those are emotions. But when I change my conviction... And I said, living in a pig pen ain't for me. Come on, my God. I don't want to live in a pig pen no more. I got royalty in my DNA. I belong in the palace, not in the pig pen. I got to get up out of this mess that I'm in. I was born to be around. So sweet aroma of God, not the stench of a pig pen. Come on, hope. Some of you are living in pig pen. <sighs> You're in the pig pen, and you won't back it up. Uh, you're in the pig pen. Ain't nobody want to be with you. They left you. You're in there all alone. It's called a pig pen. You ain't smelling good. You ain't looking good. You ain't feeling good. You are not made to be by yourself. You were paid to be in company. In community with folk, my God. But the decisions that you made to cross the line has brought you to a point. You're by yourself. I'm begging you on behalf of God. Come on, back it up. Back away from this stuff. Come on, y'all. Those of you struggling with those addictions, it's Lent. Come on. If no other time, I'm...